Hey babes, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host Amanda and you are listening to Babes Getting By. Before we start today's episode, I have to tell you all about Anchor. Anchor is how I distribute my episodes to multiple platforms with ease. Life is hard enough and promoting, recording, and editing your podcast should be fun and simple. If you're wanting to start your own podcast, I highly suggest using this as your resource. If you're an avid listener, you can listen to all of your favorite podcasts, especially mine, for free through Anchor. So big thanks to Anchor for helping this babe get by a little easier. Now let's start the episode. Hey guys, I am back with a new guest. Um, I'm here with Sydney. I am super excited for today's episode. I'm going to have Sydney introduce herself and then we're going to get into a reading um, and then we're going to ask some questions. So Sydney, if you don't mind introducing Hi. yourself. Yeah, my name is Sydney. I am a assistant business coach and virtual assistant online, which is really cool, but I'm also um, a little bit of a hippie. And so we're going to do an Oracle card reading today. And, um, I am curious, do you want to do a reading for you or do we want to do a reading for like the collective kind of tune into the energy of the people who are going to be listening or what feels best for you? Ooh, Ooh, that's hard. I know. <laughs> um, let's do it for anybody that would be listening. Okay. I think that's, yeah, I think that's a okay, cool, cool idea. Well, then let me just shuffle a little bit here. And this is an oracle, an oracle reading? card. Is that reading. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just going to pull three cards just, just in case, just because it's going to be a general reading so that someone can get something. Okay. I'm just going to see what falls out. Tell me about your audience you know who are you trying to help who you're trying to reach with this so I can kind of tune into that yeah so the whole idea behind the podcast um is basically like in the name so babes getting by so I like the idea of getting by and not shutting like shoving toxic positivity down people's throat like we beat our depression we beat our anxiety I want to just let everyone know we're trying our best and if all we did today was brush our teeth like we're still surviving and that's like the biggest thing and my style I with the podcast I want it to sound like you're hanging out with your friends and you're in the room I don't want anything to be super scripted or super overly edited anything like that I want people to feel safe when they listen to the podcast and definitely have um, an open conversation about topics that we maybe don't discuss or don't know how to discuss. Um, I like to talk about sexuality a lot because I think being bisexual, there's a lot of stigmas behind it, stereotypes, mm-hmm. and um, having a partner who is lesbian. I like to talk about how that dynamic works. And so, yes. yeah, I, I want my audience to definitely be all ages, but to be very safe and comfortable place for whoever needs just to hang out with oh, somebody. I love that. I'm on my third card here. Oops. Okay. So I've got three cards here. And for those who are listening, I want you to tune in and I want you to pick card number one, card number two, or card number three, and just take your time, pause it, take a deep breath, and just kind of fill into 
which little reading that you're needing to hear today. And I want you to do the same too. So do you pick one, two, okay. or three? And then I'll read all of them. But which one are you feeling like is your message today? So I'm always picking threes of everything. <laughs> uh-huh. So three is always like my number I gravitate towards. So okay. I'm going to go with three. Sounds good. Let me get your reading here. So it's the fixed moon and it's hold your vision. I'm going to read it to you what the booklet says. Okay. It says there are two main possibilities with this card. The first is that you need to stand firm in whatever situation you're in. The second very different interpretation is that something is stuck. That could well be referring to the situation you're asking about. If that's the case, have a think about what you can do to grease the wheels so that events move forward. Are you being stubborn? If so, that's great. Because if you really want things to change, there's a solution. Stop digging your heels in. Be one to break a deadlock. With two interpretations for this card, it's up to you to decide what's going on and which meaning applies to you. This offers up a chance for some self-reflection. Attune to the moon. Yes, just say the word a lot and see how it feels. Additional meanings for the card. Staying powerful, um, staying in faith, and patience are needed. Someone needs to back down, avoid stagnation. A personal or professional relationship will be enduring. And then it says the teaching around this card is, in astrology, there are three, uh, a fancy word I've never seen before, quadruplicities, (laughs) cardinal, fixed, and mutable. (laughs) Um, I'm assuming it has something to do with like solar system or moon or something. But the fixed signs are Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. The fixed signs can be stubborn, so anything that's just starting as you draw this card may as well longer remember we each have all the star signs in our chart it's just the way the astrological wheel works so there's no judgment when we say that while it's admirable how much staying power the fixed signs have they also need to relax and enjoy (laughs) so that's the third card for anyone who picked the card now I will say if it doesn't immediately hit home with you now give it a week (laughs) because there might be a situation where you go oh oh okay this makes more sense that happened to me I just pulled one card and it didn't really hit and then that night I was like oh a situation came up and it matched perfectly so kind of interesting how that works yeah Cool. So if you picked card number one, it's new moon in Sagittarius. Luck is on your side. Let me just get to the card here. Whatever is coming your way, it looks set to put a smile on your face. The new moon in Sagittarius can mark the restart of fun after a period of feeling low. Then energy is adventurous and even willing to take a few risks. But be careful you don't bet on the farm on Bet the farm on something here, as the Wheel of Fortune is still spinning. This card is about exploring life metaphorically by exchanging big ideas with others or just thinking about your own philosophies. Perhaps it's time to change your mind about something important. It can also signal that a trip always is coming up, if that's something you're working to achieve. But the overall message of this card is to get whatever happens next will be some sort of gift, even if that means widening your worldview. Attune to the moon. Count your blessings. Literally, write them down or say them out loud. Additional meanings. You need to laugh more. It's a wonderful time to start a course of study or teaching. 
don't be narrow-minded, start a week of gratitude practice. And then the teaching is, Sagittarius is a sign of fun, travel, exploration, and the great cosmic quest. It's a sign of big ideas. Its energy is expansive, upbeat, lucky, and divine. The new moon in Sagittarius exudes all of this, as this card does whenever you draw it. Nothing is set in stone with Sagittarius, and optimistic energy could attract all manner of good things if you tap into the energy of experiencing the best. And then number two is the waning moon, and it's what do you need to release? Hmm. The waning moon points to what's falling away. Life goes in cycles and sometimes we need downtime or to let go. No matter when in the moon cycle you pull this card, it's a sign that a situation has peaked for better or worse. And it's time for you to go easier. It's the autumn and winter of the cycle. So what, you, what do you need to release? Almost certainly something from the situation you're asking about. This card can be a very positive card, but it can also be gently suggesting that you... Let go, let something go and stop trying so hard. It's safe to let go and move on. Additional meanings for this card. Move forward with little resistance as possible. This is not the time to start new projects. Releasing emotional baggage is recommended now. Say sorry to someone. Do energetic work such as meditation or yoga. Soon you'll see what lies ahead. And then the teaching is, at the time of the waning cycle, take a moment to look up at the sky every night. You'll see the moon growing smaller and smaller as she moves from full to new again. It's a time when things are falling away. It's certainly not the time to cling on to anyone or anything. Drawing this card suggests your situation is in its autumn and winter phase. So hunker down and start the regeneration process. Wow. There we go. Love. <laughs> Okay, well, I hope that somebody heard something that they Me needed too. to hear. I like that. I I find it very funny that mine that I was um, like mm-hmm. the third card. It was I mentioned patience because I have none, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that definitely is going to apply to a lot of yes. things in my life. Yeah, so that's definitely. good. And I I think too because yours was hold the vision so it's like it's okay to have the vision but also letting it have a little bit of breath around it as well is important yeah that's big I get very fixated on ideas and I want them to be like exactly and I when I work really hard and I'm like why isn't this getting the payoff that it deserves and sometimes if you just walk away and let it grow mm-hmm. organically that's when totally what's your zodiac so. sign again i think you've told me before can you guess oh, it gosh. i want you to guess i, well, I feel like i'm a little biased because i feel like i might have a hint but i'm trying to remember hmm okay well the first the, what i think it is and you can tell me if, if i'm wrong because then i'm gonna actually really try and guess but what i'm remembering is sagittarius no, okay, I okay, wish okay, I was okay. a sad. Now I have to actually... <laughs> I'm okay, a baby. Okay, okay. So now I have to actually sit and think about you. It's so hard. Tell me a little bit about yourself because I'm not. Sometimes I'm a good guesser, sometimes okay. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, you know what's funny too is when I think of zodiac signs, right? So I'm, I've been 
well, I try to learn a little bit more about astrology and learning about rising signs really was mm-hmm. funny to me because I didn't know that your rising sign was how others would describe yes. you. And I was really offended because I don't like my rising <laughs> sign. <laughs> um, but I mean, if like, so let's say if I'm describing how I personally think I am and how maybe my girlfriend would describe me, I would say I'm very like nurturing. I am very empathetic, very, very sensitive to people's energies. Um, I, let's see, I, I love projects and hobbies. I very creative. Are you a leader? Um, in, work yes in personal life I'm pretty Mm -hmm. indecisive are you a water sign okay yes indecisive okay I'm I'm balancing between do you hold grudges at all oh okay 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 (laughs) I'm getting closer here um but I'm not big on revenge I'm not, I'm not an eye for an okay, eye. Okay, okay, so that just knocked one down for me. Yep, yep. I know which one it knocked out. <laughs> yep. That's why I said that. <laughs> okay, so tell me, like, a little bit about hobbies or, like, movies you like to watch or, um, like, free time. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, well, I love animals, so I spend a lot of time with my animals. Um, I love mm. to paint. Um, I'm huge into painting. Um, I like to read, but I only really like autobiographies or or poetry. Um, I, for movies, I watch the same TV shows and movies, um, Mm. over and over again because it's very comforting for me. I'm not a huge, um, into new movies or TV shows. Uh, I, I do like comedies and romantic comedies a lot but I also really like like Star Mm. Wars I don't know why um but I do like kind of more sci-fi movies I'm very much not in my own reality Mm. okay do you have like um do you get kind of attached to like objects like are you like a collector or anything like that yes I What's funny, my girlfriend and I are actually the same sun sign, and we both have spoon <laughs> collections, which is, like, so funny that we've collected the same thing all growing up. So, yeah, and we – I hoard Me coffee too, mugs. Yes. Like, it's bad. Like, and her and I are very funny about cute, like, cans and stuff like that. So, like, if we get, like, a fun yes, beer keep it. or something, we keep the can. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I have, I'm like scared because it's either one, they're so similar to me, but there's just very finite differences between the two water signs, obviously between Cancer and Pisces. And so I'm like really Uh trying to feel into what's made, what's sticking out to me is the poetry and the collection of things, feeling kind of attached to that. Um, Okay, okay. Okay, let me give you another hint. Um, I am okay with saying <gasps> sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. That's interesting. This is also another question. Are you, like, 
I feel like a homebody. Okay, 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 yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. I now that just took me another direction. That just changed the game for me. Oh dear, no, you got good. a dog barking. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I yes, I'm very much a homebody, but but here's the thing. I think that this is where my moon sign comes mm. to play though. I am a social butterfly if I like I make friends mm. very easily. Okay. Yeah. Overthinker. Oh yeah. Oh my yes, gosh. Yes, right yes, when yes. I think I'm going somewhere. Okay, 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 okay. I'm thinking so hard into this. If someone hurts you, how do you react? Like even in a relationship, like are you someone who withdraws and goes and does your own thing and just like walks away? Or are you someone who like re like really feels it and is affected by it? Or do you kind of like shut down if someone hurts you and in, in re- not just romantic, but friendships? Um, so I would say that I do get offended very easily, but I think it's more, I worry that I did something Mm, wrong. Okay. Are you a cancer? Um, you're a Pisces? No. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I was so confident in that cancer. Cause for me, I feel like Pisces like are kind of brutal like they'll just be like uh it's a you problem and kind of not think about it where I feel like cancers kind of sit and fester and like what I do wrong so I thought for sure oh man really oh that's so funny that's funny you say that because I feel like I've always thought maybe it's kind of the opposite like I thought that cancers like play more of a victim card and then Pisces are just more like they'll sit and they'll think about it over and over again. Well, so I guess what's kind so of the hard same. is too is it's yeah, all, it's like rising and moon too that's affecting it because like a, a Cancer who's like a Cancer, oh yeah, a Cancer rising is going to be super victimy and 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 that's so true. But then like a Pisces with like a Scorpio something <laughs> is going to be more like I'm going to cut a bitch and walk away. Like that's kind of yeah. How they are, so. Yeah. So it's hard to know. Oh my gosh. I was leaning cancer the whole time, except for when you said I can say I'm sorry. So then that made me go, okay, Pisces. And then the poetry kind of made me think Pisces. But then when you said that you are kind of empathetic, I was like, hmm, made me think a bit of cancer, but also I'm I'm going off personal experiences too. But (laughs) yeah, see, and that's, what's hard too is like, you can know somebody that, like, know two mm-hmm. people that have the exact same sun sign. So, for example, like, my girlfriend and I are both Pisces suns, um, and we both mm. have fire moon signs. Oh, <laughs> the cat had to be separated from the <laughs> dog. I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, we both have fire moon signs, but it's really funny because, like, oh. she's an Aries moon. So she is like very spicy and yes. very quick tempered. Um, and then I'm a Leo moon. So I'm just like, oh, everything's <laughs> oh about me. God, yes. <laughs> if you would have freaking told me that you had a Leo moon, that would have changed everything. Cause that makes sense why you answered that way. Because Leo, yeah. Leos I'm, are yeah. very like, what did I do? Did I hurt their feelings? Like they're very focused on them and their actions and they don't, for me, what I, mm-hmm. how I, I've said the difference between maybe like, 
maybe like a water sign and a, and a fire sign or like a Leo specifically is I'm really worried about how they how others are seeing me. If I hurt them, I don't want them to see me in like a bad light or that I'm a mean person. I'm very conscious of how people will see me due to my actions. Whereas like a water sign might be focused on the other person's feelings and how they're feeling and they're focused on them, 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 and not themselves. And so with the, with the Leo moon though, it switches things up a little bit as to why you would sit and and get offended easily and focus on are they mad at me did I do something wrong that's very has a little bit of leo energy in it so that makes sense yeah it does it's really crazy when you start looking Mm -hmm. like to your whole chart um how many things come to play and i think that's why people need to look more into especially their big their big three because I mean, you get those people that are like, oh, that's a bunch of bull. It's like, it's so generalized, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, you could read something that's about your sign. That's your sun sign. But if you look to see like your moon sign and how those two correlate, you're going to find it like mm-hmm. way more specific. Um, because I do think I am very much Pisces. I think that I do I embody a lot of things that are Pisces. should have known. But... that's okay I mean I try like but it's funny too because of like the similar with the elements like water signs are are very much the same but there are little distinct things that that's what's hard too is when you are a water sign you can tell the difference for me like I'm a fire sign and so I can tell the difference between all the fire signs those like little details but it's harder for me to notice those little details Mm -hmm. in like the air or the water signs so but I agree with you they are very similar in energy but they're just this finite little details that matter (laughs) That's so funny. You're a fire sign. I literally oh, I have Virgo for sure. A lot of Virgo in my chart, but I am not a Virgo. But I, I definitely feel like I come off as, as that way. But there's... Okay. What's your rising <laughs> so sign? Rising, I'll, okay. Tell so me my, your big Well, I want you to guess my sun. I've given you a hint here with the sun. Ooh, yeah. So, but I'll yeah. tell you my moon and rising so that it can kind of give you an idea. So, my rising is Sagittarius. Oh yeah. And and my moon oh, is okay. Scorpio. <laughs> and I have a fire sign. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so Oh dearie. I will never <laughs> piss you off ever. That's how that's like but you hear Scorpio mean and moon and that's what they react to or like that's how they react to me but I'm someone who is like so patient. So I think that the Scorpio moon in me, I'll tell you this. Hmm. Well, I don't know if I'm actually patient. I don't know how other people would say I am. But with a Scorpio, my, that moon is more of like my introspection energy. That's like more of my spooky spiritual side. It, it's my depth is my Scorpio. It's not necessarily okay. my temper. Um, so I will say that Scorpio kind of, I think actually moods me down a little bit and like really grounds me and is the reason why I'm a bit more of an introvert or homebody. I like true crime, like kind of that spooky stuff. That's like my Scorpio in me, but my Sagittarius and Leo are definitely, or my, I just told you, oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's okay Leo. because I was thinking okay. Leo. Here's why. Here's why. Because when I said that my girlfriend had her moon sign was Aries and she was quick tempered, you were like, yeah, like you, I feel like you have had an experience with an Aries where you knew they were quick tempered. And then you just said you were patient. So I was like, okay, she's not an Aries. And then your rising is Sag. And I was like, I feel like if, if she had two Sages in her big three, I'm like, I, I don't know. I just feel like somebody (laughs) with that much Sag in their chart. I'm like, maybe. Oh my gosh. Sagittarius are another breed of human. I will say that. In oh my Sagittarius <laughs> in itself. I like, oh my god. Like it's Sagittarius, it's so funny to me. Like they have so many qualities yes. where I'm like, you were the best time. And then it just it, Yes, it, then what's it's hard the worst is time. they're like, I <laughs> like, think that they're the size so mask on of like happy go lucky travel, but there's some deep oh yeah, deep shit that they have to, that they don't really ever look at either. But people on the outside can kind of see it manifesting mm-hmm. and creating patterns in their life, but they just keep on trucking, keep on going, keep on partying and traveling, and they don't really sit and, and look. And so that's oh, what I'm yeah. grateful for my Scorpio moon is because it helps me pull back and kind of have that introspection and not have like a giant ego. Um, but I think that my Leo tones down my Scorpio in the sense of I'm not going to be like very re- revengeful or like I'm not going to react or be have a super super hot temper because I'm worried I don't want people to see me in a bad light and so that Leo wants people to see me as a certain person and so that calms me down I'm like no we want people to like you (laughs) that's like you know yeah no and I get that and what's funny too is I've Mm -hmm. always attracted Leos in my life and now that like and seeing that it's my moon sign it makes a lot of sense because I am always like, why am I this like little water sign bitch that is so sensitive? And why am I surrounded with Leos? But then it's like, it's yeah. awesome because it brings that out of me. And I like am a tougher person because of like all of the Leos I had had in my life, whether like it was a good experience or a bad experience. Like, I don't know what it was. I'm always, I'm mm-hmm. surrounded by oh, yeah. Virgos I love and Virgo. Leos. I they really are. Oh, I, are the so, you know, what's funny is I think that, so my girlfriend is also a Pisces and I think she would agree with that is like, I'm, it can be difficult, but I also do feel like there's a strengthening aspect with the fire and water. And what I was, I have like this spiritual uh-huh. woo woo Nana. Um, and she told me that when I first got together with my girlfriend, she was like, the fire needs to make sure not to burn, try and burn and like over, be overbearing to the water like let the water do their thing (laughs) but the water needs to not try and tame the Mm -hmm. fire and so that was like something that we had to kind of figure out how to balance but I think with the Leo Pisces relationship there is if you can find that balance you the you pull parts of each other out that are super helpful I I feel yeah yeah I think that the biggest struggle um and it, even romantic or friendship with the Leo Pisces that I have experienced is the Pisces being too worried about the Leo and yeah, the Leo only being that. worried about the Leo. So 
yeah so kind of like being more self-aware of each other and also the Pisces like taking a break from the Leo and focusing more on the Pisces because I think that's a huge thing a lot of Pisces can relate to is Mm. being worried about everyone but themselves Um, and that is very overbearing sometimes and then like when the Pisces is drained then they kind of are like you did this to me yeah I was like "Eh, you did it to yourself honey like you know so kind of finding that balance but you like anybody that kind of can see that in each other and is that Mm self-aware I think can make for an awesome pairing but you definitely have to like be self-aware of totally those elements I, like I also being think together too, like the water sign like yeah they're very creative and feely and moody and um I feel like they're more naturally in their feminine where fire are more naturally in their masculine and for, for I'm like the action piece of the yeah. relationship with with any of my friends but specifically if I have like a water sign I'm the action piece I'm the one that's like okay now implement but I'm not necessarily the one that came up with the good idea that I find that Pisces specifically ha- comes up with ideas that I could have never imagined because they're open and they're receptive and they're feeling and they're tuning in and but then they can kind of just sit and not take action and kind of just let it sit there a little bit and so I I think that Leo especially in your chart yeah. too is probably like that piece of like okay now implement and go and kind of that go-getter so it can be a uh, really beautiful pairing in, in that way too but I'm so mad that I just outed my sun sign like that <laughs> but you were gonna get that <laughs> so it works I I really I I was pretty yeah. I was pretty there but I think it's only because of like the right. conversation we had before mm-hmm. but also I can kind of see it like when we mm-hmm. met in person um I definitely could see that but then also like uh, but then it was then it was hard for me because when I think I don't know why, but when I think of you, I like think of you going down to like a river and having like a picnic needing That's to be like me on too. earth. And so I don't know. Yeah, but I so I'm like, know. how are you not an I earth don't sign? Know. Like, I am someone not... who is genuinely if I had if someone came to me and said, You have thirty minutes less left to live, what would you do? I would pack up my shit, head to the river, sit down alone. And just be, just listen to the water. That's all I would need for the last 30 minutes on earth. It's just connection with nature. So I have no idea. But again, I do have a lot of Virgo in my chart, but it's just not my three main signs, which is really surprising to me. That is, it really does surprise me too. But yeah, everyone's placements, I mean, they're there for a reason, but yeah, but no, your personality-wise and stuff, I I definitely mm-hmm. can see the fire sign. But yeah, just like what I would think that you would like to go and do and enjoy, I was so convinced. Uh, it was yeah, and you know what I saw for a long was time, the Scorpio but... is a water sign, so that might be my attraction to water. Might be more of my my Scorpio in me. Um, but yeah, yeah. I I do you know your North Node and South Node at all? Uh, I probably could look on my because my I south my node chart. is Just let me look uh, Pisces and my north node is Virgo. Um, so south node oh, okay. is Let's see south node is kind of where your comfort zone is, which is very like for me, like I I would love to just like live alone in a cabin in the woods and just like 
feel <laughs> like that's part of me that's very comfortable of just oh, like yeah. nature and feeling and reading and just really feminine but my Virgo part of me is like routine and structure and um, setting a schedule and, and kind of managing your energy mm. and, and being really mindful and kind of um, deliberate with how I spend my time and the north node is where your soul wants you to go it's what you need to learn here on earth and um and and so yeah it can be kind of interesting to see like where your comfort zone is which is probably another reason why i resonate with pisces is because uh, that's my south node which is where my soul kind of is used to existing but my north node wants me to lean into that more of that virgo energy which is what i'm like stretching to do and push myself to do so interesting see and i literally i i want to learn so much more about astrology and i basically started just learning a little bit more about um like the big Mm -hmm. three and those kind of and how those play into my life so i haven't really expanded past that for some reason when i look up my natal chart i can't see so what is your north node i'll be able to tell you okay okay let me Scorpio. So what's the, hold on, got to do a little bit of Googling here. I need to look at the Zodiac wheel really quickly. So your Scorpio, which means your, so that's your North node. So South node is Taurus. Uh huh. So... That might make sense oh, why yes. um, you're a bit of a of a homebody. Um, Tauruses are very like I don't know if this resonates, but this is like comfort zone you, um, which is like not a lot of change, stubborn, nurturing, um, all about comfort and family and home and um, my they're they're kind of like little earth goddesses. Um, they can, but they're really stubborn and they're resistant to change. That's kind of the biggest thing. Uh, or when for, in your case, like what you mentioned is getting fixated on an idea and you wanting it to be that way or happen the way that you imagine it, like not having a lot of flexibility, that could be that Taurus where like the yeah. Scorpio is more of a water sign. And that also could, Taurus is also, I feel like the difference between like the temper or like the reaction of Taurus and Scorpio is Scorpio is more like outspoken where Taurus is might cho- they might feel it but they might choose to like hold it in and then to go tell their partner about it <laughs> but not actually address it with the person so um but like Scorpio I feel like is more outspoken about okay. themselves they're more tuned in to their emotions and the people around them um very introspective but also good boundaries um I don't know, you you could look more into what Scorpio means for your North Node, because it, I might be totally off too. That's just kind of my immediate perspective of it. But so yeah, your comfort zone is Taurus energy, yeah. but your soul is in this lifetime is meant to go towards um, more of a Scorpio North Node. So you can check that out and see what that means for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. I, I love that. I love learning about this stuff. So how do you did you just kind of go from like learning your own chart and then 
going from there or is there like books that you read so about I started it? with how do you YouTube get kind of more channels and I really liked I like the videos where they're kind of fun they're like we almost like we guess your we guess your zodiac sign or we explain your zodiac sign or and it's really playful or like we guess your ex-boyfriend zodiac sign and like people because that helped me see all, mm-hmm. in a, not just from a reading it on paper but seeing it person to person why they chose pisces for this person and even though this person was similar why they chose scorpio or like helping me kind of see their reasoning the and it was really fun mm-hmm. for me to practice with that And that's kind of where I got started. And then um, I started getting more interested in my own signs. And so I went on Cafe Astrology. I really like that site. It's free. And that's where you can do a whole bunch of birth chart, natal chart, uh, north node, south node stuff. You can even, um, I've even gotten into, what's the technical word? But it's basically like astro mapping where you can kind of see where the best place is for you to live based on your sign yes let me figure out what the actual <gasps> oh, I need it's like to do that. cardiography or something like that let me look i might be totally wrong oh my gosh okay that's mm-hmm. really that's really cool to learn because um and i want to look more into that because Bree and I have always felt mm, like we're mm-hmm. not we're not supposed to live in Utah. And we wanted to like be more positive about it and we were like, right. is it because we're queer? Is it because we're not LDS? Like what is this thing? But then we were like, no, because we can find our community and we can do this and that. But it's still we still have this inkling that we're like, we aren't thriving mm. to the, our highest potential living here. And it's not like the yes. culture we need to be surrounded by. It's yes. very weird. You know and we both have felt I'm, that way. Is it okay if I that just be really for you really quick, like some of your top, just at your horoscope quickly? Okay, okay. So you could, just for anyone who's <gasps> yes, listening, you can I would go love to that. astro.com, go to free horoscopes, and then go to astro click travel. And then... I'm going to add a new person. Do you know like your time of birth and everything? So what's your birthday? Yeah, March 13th. And year? And 1995. What you born? 11 in the morning. And do you want to, is it the whole world or just USA? Okay. And then the whole what world birth time were you in? Payson, Utah. Payson, Utah. Okay, let's see what comes up here. <laughs> okay, we'll start with the states. Okay. Ooh. Um, where is it at? I'm gonna see. Okay, so yeah, you don't really have a ton of lines through Utah, actually. Um, which might make sense why you don't really feel like it's not necessarily bad like it's doable it's not terrible but it's also nothing that's like super you have okay so you the closest line that you have to utah is your mercury line which isn't the best you don't want to really live by mercury mercury line so like montana i wouldn't move to montana oh you've got a line right through boise which is where i'm at now 
like literally right through Boise. Oh, that's your Pluto. Oh, line. interesting. So next. Nope, nope, nope. Um, you've got a you've got <laughs> one next to Phoenix here. Oh, nope, that's your Jupiter line. Okay, so we're not doing Jupiter. Huh. So Pluto, you could, but I I like to stay away. Let's see. Uh, no, that's got your Pluto. What's this here? Oh no. Mars. Uh, oh, Jupiter's actually good. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad I just reminded that Mars is the bad Saturn is Mars and Saturn. No, Jupiter's really, really good. Let me go back to Phoenix. Okay. So, um, okay. There is hardly a better place than the Jupiter DS line with dealing with people. There's some, so Phoenix is an awesome place for you to go in Arizona. Um, that's also straight through Nevada, and it goes pretty close to Portland and pretty close to Seattle as well. Okay. I wanted to know about, like, if it would be kind of near the Seattle region, because when I visited Seattle, yeah. and I feel like every white bitch says this, like, <laughs> I was meant to live here with Seattle, but it was... The- <laughs> It was the weirdest thing. I just felt really, and it's funny because my last name is Pike. Yes. So I literally saw my last name everywhere. And I was like, I was like, I don't know why. I just mm-hmm. feel like, yeah, this you've is got the vibe. a Jupiter line right so I was pretty interested. dang close to Seattle. It's further from Portland, really close to Seattle. You do have a Mars line that's close to Seattle too. However, with a Mars paired with Jupiter, um, I don't think it is too bad of a place. I think that Seattle is actually a good place for you. Um, Phoenix is another good place. Um, Tuscan is a good place. Let's look over on the East Coast. Oh, wait, let me come up here. Vancouver, Canada is a big no. Um, California, no. Mercury isn't terrible, which is in Utah, but it's not... I have a Mercury through my Utah as well, um, but it's not as. Mm-hmm. See, and that's how I feel. Like it's not terrible, but it's not like right where I want to be. Okay, so you've got one kind of that's through. Where is this through here? Kind of like New York is. It's close to New York. That's your Neptune line, um, and then you've got an. Is there Michigan, anything near Michigan? Michigan? Let me look here. Um, Germany. The closest thing you've got is your nothing really through Germany, but it's the the Chiron line, which isn't okay. Super great. You've got your Sun line straight through the United Kingdom, and um, uh huh. You've got a oh Jupiter line right through Ireland as well. Now let me try and find. Scotland. I did find it that one time. So you've got two lines from it yeah, through it. It's sweet. the Jupiter and your sun sign. Both on Jupiter is on the west side and oh. your sun is on the east side. So you're basically pretty much perfect in there. Oh. Yeah. Is there anywhere else? Sweet. No, I think that Yeah, I was Mm -hmm. super curious about Seattle. And then we have been talking about possibly moving to Michigan because that's where um, Mm -hmm. her dad and stepmom live. 
and it just like would be a comfortable place mm-hmm. so that was cool that that Michigan was good and then we we're <gasps> going on our honeymoon to Scotland so yes was, Scotland like, will be a good place for you to go about that, That's a good that place. Reason. yeah yeah Sweet. so it's really That's fun awesome. and again you can just go to astro.com and then do astro click travel and put in your birth information and you can kind of scroll around and see what you can find oh I did want to talk about um (laughs) like sexuality and those kinds of things so my first question is what do you identify as your sexuality and Mm, okay that's a good question so I identify as gay and also lesbian but gay is something that just or like queer I more I I there just kind of a little bit of a side note but there's like this a bit of eternalized like avoidance from I think the label lesbian and and I was doing research into this and it's because lesbian has been viewed as a dirty word in like pornography and movies and it's used as this like clickbait title for something that's very sexualized so it kind of feels like people avoid it a little bit and I feel that within myself which is really interesting so I just like Mm -hmm. the term gay but I also do resonate with lesbian I'm like trying to work through that myself but I did want to put that out there because I thought that was really interesting yeah well and I I mean I've seen it and I totally get that um lesbian has been used as true and even an insult a lot of the times and so yeah to kind of reclaim that word and as, work as far as all labels for me it was huge it's actually so. um it, it's important to me because choosing my sexuality over what my circumstance was was really a big deal um and so for me I really enjoy how I'm very proud to wear the queer or gay label um that's something that really because at first I came out, I was married to a man, right? So I came out as bi. But then when I had realized that that wasn't necessarily the case, it was very empowering for me to like own that gayness and that lesbian title, which a lot of people were like, are you sure you've married to a man? Are you sure? And I'm like, yes, I'm sure this feels whole to me. It made me feel more whole. And so my relationship with labels um, is actually pretty positive. Mm-hmm. that's good I love that I do love labels too mm-hmm. and but I, I understand not everyone's the same but I did feel that when I like discovered that bisexual fit me so mm-hmm. well and it was what I am and I do get that whole feeling and I, I relate to that a lot and I that's funny mm-hmm. that you kind of got that are yes. you sure thing because I, I got that too yes. because I was also married to a man and so we were like I'd like if you want to like hook up right. with girls with like marry one yeah. I'm like yes this is real I yes, know and, and always, my, my people yep. have always seen me as this open person so I feel like coming out as bi wasn't as big of a surprise to them and that but that still didn't quite fit it was closer and I was really happy with that title. And I, so then when I went from, bi was almost like, cause I have always been just like a people loving person. So I think luckily in my world, 
that was something that was like, oh, okay, that fits. You know, she's married to a man. She's bi. There, we were open for a time. And so that was what fit. And then all of a sudden I'm like, never mind, divorcing this man that I care so much about to go and be gay. People were like, wait, whoa, are you sure about this? This is a big yeah. joke. <laughs> I was like, at that point had never been with a woman, like had no proof that I in proof in quotation marks that I was gay and I completely like crumbled my life to go towards this new title and this new lifestyle and it but it the more I got closer to it the more I felt more whole and like yes this fits for me so yeah it was kind of my experience with with labels and and it was interesting to see people's reactions Mm -hmm. yeah what progression that's so crazy people's everyone's life story is just so different and so I mean I kind of like knew a little bit because I feel like Mm -hmm. you and I kept Mm -hmm. touch like a little bit from when we met from doing like the body photo shoot and stuff um but yeah so I kind of was (laughs) like yeah okay what's going on all right but then but it's like so beautiful to me because you kind of see people's lives as they're figuring it out and you're like just watching people figure it out and you're like this is so cool and I mean I I totally relate to that because I just one day posted a picture with Brie and I was like what's up and people were like what the hell (laughs) like okay you were married and then you like dated and you dated guys and I'm like Mm -hmm. yeah but I also was talking to girls I just like didn't come out and say that to anybody and so it was just yeah it was kind of funny but when you see people's lives through pictures you obviously don't know the full story and even when you are close to somebody what they're feeling what that person's feeling on the inside is way different from what everyone's putting out so Mm. okay so how old were you when you kind of realized you weren't straight so how was like the coming out process it's a complicated question I had like my first experience with this when I was 12 and it scared the shit out of me and I went so far back into that closet uh yeah I like couldn't talk to my friend that was a girl at the time um because we were just little like experimenting but it was like it meant so much more than I think I wanted to realize and so it scared me I didn't talk to her for like months because it just like so like what the heck just happened and then I was just a bit boy crazy Uh got into my relationship when I was 16 with my ex-husband and um we Around 18 was when I started finding myself really drawn towards bisexual content on YouTube because I'm just a YouTube person. I love to consume content on there. And um, I remember telling him, like, I don't know why. I just am so drawn to this. I want to learn more about it. I just am curious about it. That was just – it was so harmless. But that's when I started realizing. And then this is so funny. Orange is the new black came out. (laughs) All of a sudden. All of a sudden, <laughs> I'm watching this show and I'm going, oh, 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 it's like awakening these parts of myself that I had never felt before. And I was like, again, just kind of thought yeah. that that yeah. was normal, though. Like, I just figured that that was normal. So I let it 
that was at 18 and I just kind of let it sit there. And then around, I would say 20 was when I started claiming the not totally straight or like hetero flexible term. Like I, I wasn't sure if I was fully bi cause I hadn't had an experience. I haven't been in love. I hadn't kissed uh, a woman. Like I, the last time I had touched mouse with a, with a girl, I was 12. Like, <laughs> so I had no idea. So it was like, yeah. Oh, really scary though. Cause at this point I got also had gotten married at 18. So I'd been married for two years and I just thought that was going to be the rest of my life. I was really actually happy with my ex-husband and we had a really healthy and fantastic relationship, which was really beautiful. And then this came in and, and something happened when I was, I believe 21, he went away for a month to see some family in um, Alaska and I had a month to myself. And that was the, the turning point when I knew that I was at that point had gayness, which was probably bisexual, which, which was what that's what I was leaning towards was, oh, okay, this is probably by bis- this is probably bisexuality. And I kind of started yeah. claiming that I spent the whole 30 days watching every le- lesbian or gay movie or TV show you could possibly find on Netflix. And, um, I remember getting a video from him where he came home and he was like going on Netflix and he saw all these like continue watching recommended and he was like when your wife might be a lesbian but might not be and have like filmed all of the lesbian movies that I had watched <laughs> over the course that he was gone but I was just so like I'm someone who needs information to understand things and um but there was a yeah. point where this is going to be really real I felt just disconnected intimately and I would get emotional and I would feel cut off and I would cry after we were intimate because I just could feel myself wanting something else and not him. And it had nothing to do with him, but it was suddenly once you turn that light switch on, you cannot turn it off in my opinion. And once you know that there's this other side of you and you're being called to explore it, it's very hard to just keep shoving it down, shoving it down. So it got to a point where it was a bit unbearable and he decided, you know what, this was our, this was our solution. We love each other. You just need to go and sleep with a woman that you just need to get out of your system. So I got on Tinder and I started, you know, having conversations, nothing ever went anywhere. Cause I was too damn scared. Cause I knew that it wasn't going to just be, get it out of my system, that it was going to crumble everything that I had. So, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, nope. Um, yeah. It was kind of off and on. I was just having conversations and then. I had met someone at a party who identified as lesbian and I just started hanging out with her and her friends and we went to a party and it was predominantly gay men. And then we were just the two or there's like a couple lesbians there, but the, not a lot, but it was just a, an LGBTQ plus party. And I had never been to one that was majority that way. And so mm-hmm. it was assumed when me and my friend walked in there who they knew identified as lesbian, they said, is she your girlfriend? And I went, oh, no, like, we just met a couple of weeks ago. But that, like, solidified something in my body that was, like, I like the sound of that. Like, I want a girlfriend. And then I thought, what about a wife? And all of a yeah. sudden, like, a wife felt good. But husband felt wrong. And, ugh, I don't want to say my husband. Like, it felt weird. And it felt out of place. And I thought it was because I married young. But as I got older, yeah. it never got e- any easier. But wife all of a sudden was like, oh, I like the sound of it. And that night, I remember sitting there being like, oh my gosh, like, 
I don't need to just go and get it out of my system. Like this is, these are my people. This is where I want to be spending my time. I want to be out and proud. Like I it just clicked like that. That person had no idea that that question was going to change my life. So the next, I stayed the night there at that party. We drove home and I was still going to be married. I was still going to just figure it out, kind of shove it down. Um, and when he got home that day, we both just kind of like had a flip in our stomach at the same time of the day. We were separate and we came home together and we both were like, we need to talk. And that conversation was about 20 minutes. And that's when we decided that he said, I need you to commit hundred percent. And I couldn't, there was just no way I had to just, I had to go and explore this other side of me. And he was tired of the in and out, in and out, in and out. And so our marriage was ended right there in 20 minutes just from a flip. Like that morning, I was going to stay married. And then after that, um, it was like I knew. It was just like I need to go and explore this. And so then from there, I was able to freely uh, explore my sexuality without feeling the guilt and the shame because that was just unbearable. Every day I felt so ashamed and guilty and sad because it was ruining a relationship with someone I deeply loved and cared about. And that was the most confusing part. But when I came out officially, you know, we're separating and I told people why Um, I actually had a very good coming out process. I had um, his family is very, uh, I would say, kind of naturally conservative, not in like a religious way, but more like if you're thinking on the political side of things, the more red, like very, you know, I don't know how to say it, but they're just not very open-minded people, but they actually received me well. Um, They were very kind. They didn't, I was very scared of how they would react because I cared a lot about them. Um, There was one person in particular though, that outed me out to his entire family was not me who said it or him. And that was, I did lose a, I did lose a relationship because of that. And that was really tough. To have to lose someone you care about. And and in fact, this person was one of the first people I ever told I was by. And so for them to turn around and go and out me too, we oh. weren't even, me and, and my partner weren't even sure at the time how we were going to navigate it. So that was tough. I, I think outing someone to a family that you know yeah. isn't going to be receptive to that either is very dangerous. And um, it can affect lives. And so that mm-hmm. was too big. That was a big deal. So I did lose someone in the process, but as far as my family goes, um, I was so scared to tell my dad's side of the family because they're kind of similar. They all received me well. They've all received my girlfriend well. And it's actually been a fairly, really beautiful experience. It's uncomfortable. And I had to have hard and uncomfortable conversations. But um, luckily, I still have everyone that I love and care about in my life, which has been so lucky. Mm-hmm. That is so good. I like get so nervous when you like talk to people about their coming out story because no. it's not good for everyone. And when people hear those stories, it's like, yes, that's why people don't come out because it's really, it is so scary. But to hear that even though you were nervous and you had like, you were apprehensive to tell certain people and it did work out. It's just, it's good. And I think that it gives a lot of people like some hope. And also, I mean, I don't think anyone should come out if it's, if they're in a dangerous situation, 
Um, it's yeah. always when they're going to be safe and okay. But when you hear other people's stories, it's like, oh, well, maybe I could go and yes. talk to them when I'm like ready to come out. And then I can, I would at least have a friend. And so that's awesome. And I just thank you so much for even share, for just sharing your story with me and whoever listens, because even though you're happy and you're in a good place, like revisiting those times maybe isn't like the best. I mean, I'm sure it's healing and it's, it is good to talk about, but I just oh, appreciate yeah. that of you course. were willing it's, to share all of that. I will just say so, this. Thank you. The person I was scared, most scared to sit, tell was my dad. Um, and I was so scared, shaking, so sick to my stomach. I even called my ex and was like, oh my God, I'm thinking I'm going to tell my dad. And he was like, just do it. Like he was totally supportive of me, which is amazing. And I called my dad and he made some jokes about it and totally did a dad thing, which was like, oh, you know, made some jokes. But I remember when I hung up that phone, the feeling of being able to say, oh, he knows I don't have to do this anymore. I don't have to worry about it anymore. I don't have to think about it anymore. It's just there. It is what it is. I like remember just like, like screaming, like I did Mm -hmm. it. Oh my gosh. Like just feeling so celebrated and excited, even though it wasn't like a profound experience, it was still something that was so relieving to tell. Um, So I feel like if you're feeling that itch or like, your heart kind of beats when you you really want to tell someone and that that you're being called to start coming out and, and speaking out and it feels safe. It, it's something that it feels so fresh and relieving and true when you can really embody it. Um, but you do want to, I think, go in person by person. And I took time. I took my t- told certain people in the beginning. And then I took months to tell some other people, even though I was already had been dating and, and trying new things. So, yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, and I mean, is like you can probably relate to this as yeah. coming out a little bit later, like in your twenties. Yes. People have this idea of you, and even though that's not fair to you because that's not who you are and that's not what you yes. know, it is still something you have to be fragile with. Because, I yes. mean, my dad he walked me down the aisle to a man, and he thought like if I mm-hmm. if he's ever gonna do that again, it's gonna be to a man and whatever so that idea of of who I am to him is gonna change and just being fragile with that is huge and yeah and and but there was also some other people where I was just like yep same somebody her name is Brie and I didn't even say anything else and yep and it was like and that's all that they needed they just like like cool yeah can't wait to meet her and it is what it is, but I'm, I was the same way. My dad was the most um, nerve wracking part of me coming out. And I remember putting it off and I would go to therapy and my therapist would be like, did you do it yet? And I'm like, no, I know I didn't. And, and he's like, okay, well, uh, yes. it's, that's okay. But just so you know, you still have to do it. And just that anxiety of like still having to do it. And at that point, it, my biggest thing was like, it, it wasn't even his reaction yes. I was worried about. It was just getting the words out of my mouth because I, you know, I'm tough. Like I can take whatever his reaction was. It's like, but just me saying words were so hard, but yeah, yes. the relief you feel after. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, it's so true. There's nothing like it. So, okay. My next question is, do you have internalized homophobia? And if you do, how do you deal with it? Um, 
I think about this question a lot and um, I, I think it comes out in, in a bit of fear. Uh, naturally, I will look around before I kiss my girlfriend in public. Or, and it's, it's not so much like a self-hating yeah. thing, but it's still, uh, I have a belief that what I'm doing is wrong, um, and unsafe. And so it, it affects me in, in that way, or we'll hold hands in the car. And when we get out of the car, we'll stop. Um, and also there's a bit of resistance in, I think that it comes out maybe a little bit in the avoiding the term lesbian as well um because there's connotations and just its own story Mm -hmm. around that word but I really think that those are like the biggest ways that it comes out for me and how I deal with it is it's just accept doing inner acceptance work um and and pushing myself to continue to hold my girlfriend's hand when we walk into the restaurant and being okay with the stairs and, and owning that this is right, this is okay for me, that this isn't bad or dirty or or something that should be hidden, that it's something that should be celebrated. And just having to, like, have that inner dialogue with myself and kind of push yeah. my – if it feels safe and I know that I can't – it's okay to get the stairs and it's okay. Like, that's on them, not me. Um, we just slowly practice that. As being in a new city, we don't really mm-hmm. know it um, as well as – where we grew up so just kind of navigating certain areas and feeling and just practicing just practicing really every single day is just a little mini practice yeah well and just being aware that you feel like that and just letting yourself and then maybe just tell yourself next time Mm -hmm. I'm going to hold her hand for a little bit longer and just whatever makes you feel okay. But it is a huge thing. I think with internalized homophobia, there is like that internal struggle. And then there's also like an external with your surroundings. And it is, it is very much more accepted now. And there are some great, like there's some great progress and all of these things. Yes. But then you can see like a Mm -hmm. video of somebody getting beaten up just because they were gay and it's like that wasn't me but it could have been me and and that does sit with you and just wanting to feel safe is like the biggest thing ever and I don't know my mental health definitely comes to play with that too because I like with my anxiety and feeling unsafe every time I leave the house and I'm like now if I'm leave the house and I'm holding my girlfriend's hand am I like just putting a target on my back like what am I doing but yeah, definitely working through that and making sure you are safe. And then if you are safe, just mm-hmm. definitely be happy. Exactly. And, and I will and say this comes up a lot in with family of too. It. Like yeah. I find myself not wanting to do, be too PDA with my girlfriend, right? I don't want to kiss my girlfriend. and I would kiss my yeah male partner, but kissing my female partner in front of my family feels wrong and dirty. And and so that shows up a lot in, in yeah. my family and my family in, in family settings where I feel myself wanting to not do any PDA, you know, not sit super close together I'm, I'm, and bit by bit, every single time I'm practicing on getting a little closer, placing my hand on the leg. Um, I, for a while, I wouldn't even say babe or, or any kind of pet name. And, and that was, um, it's just like this, 
still this yeah. internal sense of what I'm doing is wrong and that's not true. So I agree with everything you said, just practice and um, just that self-acceptance is, is huge. And it just comes with the little tiny moments where I choose to sit a little closer or put my hand on her leg the next time, just over time, that will make me more and more free. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I love that you brought that up because I definitely like, I know my family loves me and accepts me, but I also kind of worry. I'm like, well, don't push it. You know, it's like, they let me be here, but don't be shoving your gayness in everyone's face. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, oh, why is it that? Like, if they don't like it then, and they want me to leave, then I'll leave because I want to be somewhere where I can be in love and happy. And yeah, but I, I definitely get the being conscious about that, but just one yes. step at a time and you know what we're we're kind of new to this gay yeah game. <laughs> I think so so too. we're we're doing pretty good I I think okay so I just mm-hmm. like to touch base on everybody I talk to on their mental health and kind of just do like a check-in because I think everyone deserves to be checked in on so how is your mental health right now and what are some things that um, you're doing really to kind of check in with and yourself one of the biggest things that I'm doing to check in is I give myself two hours every night to stretch um, get off my phone put on nice lighting light a candle journal and just show up um, and see what needs to come through and I also Um, breathe through all of my chakras and I check in with each of my chakras and I thank each one for the work that it's doing. Um, And also for me, a big improvement of mental health is understanding um, boundaries. I, I practicing boundaries and, and mainly like energy protection has been huge for me. Um, But yeah, getting offline yeah. and just connecting with myself, thanking my body, um, exercising, being conscious. I was like over consuming so much sugar uh, for comfort throughout the last year. And so, you know, kind of checking in with what I'm putting in my body and what I'm doing to comfort yeah. myself and making sure that it's not harming me and it's actually filling me and my soul up. That's been the biggest thing. That's awesome. I want you to give yeah. me like a nightly okay, routine so now. I like, like to go that to bed amazing. Late, so around 9, 9.30, I'll come in my room and I'll turn on some, like kind of, uh, I don't know, like Christmas, um, like string lights. Oh my gosh. I turn on my string lights and I'll turn on some shamanic music or meditation music. And I will just, or I'll do like a little evening yoga or I'll just do some stretching and some breath. And then I'll sit on my bed and yeah, I just cut my hands over each of my chakra. I start with my root and go up to my crown and I just take one big deep breath or more with each chakra as I kind of cup it with my hands and just cleanse it. And I thank my body and I'll sometimes even go over my eyes and my arms and my lungs and I'll just kind of thank everything. Um, And then I just kind of sit at my journal and just see if anything needs to come through. I'll just ask my guides or the divine to speak through me if there's a message that needs to come through and then I'll just start spilling words on the paper and I don't really think much about it and it takes some time to process that I just I have found that if I um 
consume any content during the last couple hours of my sleep. I dream about it all night and I don't sleep well. So I just make sure to check in with my body and not consume much content. And uh, yeah, that's kind of my nightly routine and just focusing on my body and things. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it so much. And I love all the time you took to give me a reading and the listeners a reading and Now I have some (laughs) websites to check out. I have some new night routines to do. Good, good. I'm excited. (laughs) I feel like a brand new bitch, I think. Yeah, I will. I really will. I do need a better way to like wind down at the end of the day. And Mm -hmm. that's funny you mentioned dreaming about the content you see because I will literally start making like projects in my head as I'm sleeping. And then I have to like... I'll yes. wake up and I, then I already feel overwhelmed yes. for the day because I have all of these new to-do lists. So mm-hmm. that's really, really awesome that, that you wind down like that. So I appreciate it. And that's the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and your continued support. Please follow my podcast Instagram at Babes Getting By and follow my guest on their social media platforms. They will be tagged in the description of the podcast and on my social media as well. I hope you feel important and loved today. And remember, we're all doing our best and just trying to get by. Catch you in the next one. <music>